and brightest day and blackest night. All other podcasts tremble in fright. Losers cower before the power. Oranges lust and blues you can trust. Indigos feel and white ones heal. Yellow scare and green ones dare. That sapphire love and black hands glove will rock your foundation without hesitation. Chad and Mars face evil's minds. Respect their power for they'll make you see the light. Hi, everybody. I'm Chad Wolkelman. I'm Mark Marble. And I'm Dan Kurtzke. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 474. That's right. Finally talking about some freaking Green Lantern. Let's see if we still feel this way in about an hour, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, they, they still put that out? I thought issue 11 was the end of it. Yeah, you were close. Issue 12. We've been talking about everything else, including Captain Universe at this point. So <laughs> that's how long we've been waiting. Yeah. So uh, Dan's back to 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 bring us home for this first arc. So take it away, man. Post mortem it, baby. Yeah, I, I, we'll talk about how much of an ending this is. OK, so Green Lantern number 12, written by Jeffrey Thor- Thorne. <laughs> I've already messed up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Art by Tom Rainey and Marco Santucci. Colors by Mike Atia and letters by Rob Lay. So John Stewart <laughs> is attempting to take all of the energy absorbed by the renegade guardian Koyos and stabilize it. That means taking the energy of the green, blue, and sapphire central batteries, plus a ton of magic from the sorcerer's world, and turning it into something new. But doing this requires John to use up all the energy in his body, sacrificing himself so that his friends will have what they need to rebuild. And since John is basically creating a brand new fundamental force of the universe it draws the attention of the source the vaguely defined force worshipped by the new gods represented here as artist jack kirby Uh, the source tells john that what he's doing here martyring himself to stabilize this energy will never work but john keeps pushing anyway until his body is totally drained and he begins to fade away But it turns out that the source wasn't talking about stabilizing the energy. That's totally possible. What's impossible is for John to sacrifice his life for it. The reason the source came to see John was to impart one important lesson that John had been that John had been looking at himself and his power all wrong. Being ascended means that his power isn't something external that he uses. It isn't like wearing a ring. It's part of him now. It is him. There is no difference, no separation at all. And even if he does drain his body of all the power inside of it, he's tapping into the universe itself and it'll just refill him forever. This entire time, John has been trying to reject his power, looking for a way to throw it away without... uh, looking for a way to throw it away while doing the most good before it has the chance to change who he is. And it's time to stop looking at this power as a tool that has the potential to corrupt and realize that because it's a part of him, that means it's only a bad thing if he's a bad person. Energy erupts from this big stable ball of energy 
fixing all of the damage that Oa has suffered since the beginning of this arc. Now the city is as good as new with this new power source that we're calling the beacon sitting where the central battery once stood. Hal Jordan realizes that he can feel a connection to the beacon and uses it to reform his ring. He then teaches the rest of the depowered lanterns how to reach out to the beacon while focusing on what their rings mean to them, using the beacon as a catalyst to will their rings back into being. And it worked. 600 depowered green lanterns were gathered on Oa, and all of them have working rings again. But not all of them are green lantern rings. Some of them, like Bidge, Badge, <laughs> or Squirrel, <laughs> ended up as a blue lantern, while others, like Ayolande, ended up as star sapphires. This was specifically done by John to give all three cores devastated by Koyos the chance to rebuild stronger together. The only lantern on Oa who didn't get a ring back was Simon Baz because I assume DC got Mark's letters. But suddenly, the rings of the dead lanterns started swirling around him, and he could hear their voices whispering to them. When suddenly, every green lantern killed in the Jeffrey Thorne run appeared as living constructs formed around their individual rings. The source confirms that returning what remained of the fallen lanterns was specifically done by John, though we still don't know anything about Simon's connection to it, other than the fact that he got a cool new costume despite not having a ring. Uh, with all of that done, John returns to the Dark Sector, where the Quest lanterns are still fighting to liberate worlds from the Kunari Raiders. Uh, John's wearing a new outfit and sporting a new name for himself and his team, as he declares this the first of, I assume, many worlds to be under the protection of the Emerald Knights. And the title of this issue was Nova Lux, which translates to New Light. Good night, everybody. Go, go ahead, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Me? First, first, I want to say something, which is funny that Dan alluded to this. Now, I guess I'm kind of become the, the, the spokesperson for the anti-Simon Baz Club, even though I honestly think Chad probably dislikes Simon more than me, but I just vocalize it. More. I mean, I'm definitely second in command if you're, if, <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't I was like just it. thinking, because we have, we have feedback, which actually have from Lance that refers to this. He talks about you with your feelings towards Jade and me about Simon, when the reality is I don't necessarily think. And I'm not, and I'm not backtracking. I'm not saying I, I, so I'm, I'm perfectly okay with being the charter member of the He-Man Simon haters club. But the reality is I just don't think that my hate for Simon is any stronger really than, than Jess or just like not really hate, hate with a small H. Yeah. Like, I, and I want to be clear because there's a lot of this kind of shit going around the internet right now with Green Lantern fans. I don't like Simon. I don't care if you love him. I'm not going, your fandom is no less than mine if he's your favorite lantern. So enjoy your Simon in peace. He's just not for me, guys. <laughs> but I did actually, but I will openly admit, I did act for at least a panel till they screwed it up. I actually did feel bad for him when everybody got a ring back and, and he didn't. It was like, wow. But let's, let's, well, we can come back. We can come back to this. This is a, as Dan and I were talking about, uh, earlier this is a hard issue forget about to summarize but i think breaking it down to discuss it's actually even harder than to summarize because there's so many different aspects of this and and where to go uh i think of one thing that popped well you want to you want to say something dan oh no i just make a choice thanks jeffrey thorne for completely taking kelly <laughs> we figure at least we'd have a kelly sighting in the final issue no kelly's pretty much been gone for like the last six or seven issues and 
So I thought that, that when we talk about how much of an ending this is, that talk about one of there's certain as, aspects of this book that clearly are anticlimactic. This, this, the Kelly stuff is kind of like, unless he really doesn't like Kelly and that was just the whole idea. We want to get rid of her and get, and even though I don't necessarily think that's the case because using the term about the gauntlet being lost as opposed to being destroyed, which probably means it's not really destroyed. It's somewhere else, just like the guardians, which miraculously came back. Now we're supposedly just gone and destroyed again, which makes no sense, but the guardians is supposed to be gone. Uh, but it kind of as a half ass wrap up of what we saw last issue, taking, getting Koyos off the board, forget about the other guardians. That's even more weird, but the stuff with the source was inherently stupid. And now, now, yes, I mean, I, I think if they, if people weren't, news outlets weren't zeroing in on oh it's jack kirby it's supposed to be jack kirby that probably would have went, went over a lot of people's heads in all honesty uh or they would have thought or they would have at least asked a question who, who is that why he looks familiar or, or is he supposed to be somebody but at least they kind of make an excuse in this book because of the fact that it makes it clear like you know the, the source has appeared to a bunch of different people in different different ways and different forms so that no this is not the actual true uh, visage of the of the source. This is just how he chose to appear to John Stewart. Also, it makes sense for it to be because I mean Jack Kirby created yeah, of course all of the New Gods stuff, so it makes sense. Like, hey, the god of the New Gods would be Jack Kirby. Yeah, I mean it does. I mean, yeah, I, I there's no doubt that it makes sense on 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 that level. Is it kind of kind of an easy way out on some level too? Yeah, I did like the idea that. It's John Stewart is like purposely trying, you know, subconsciously like working against himself in a way, trying to drain, drain all this power out of him. The source kind of says, hey, you tapped into that God storm. And guess what? That's an endless reservoir. <laughs> it's like you're never going to run dry, even if you wanted to run yourself dry, which is also interesting that we have John Stewart. One of the reason he's trying to get rid of the power is because he's afraid he's going to go down the road of everybody that he's seen before who has absolute power. He mentioned Parallax. He mentions Koyos. I kind of find it interesting that he mentioned Ion, which really doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in in John's mind, probably nobody was Ion long enough to go off the deep end, you know? Yeah, but everybody else he's using, he's using examples of absolute power corrupting absolutely. So it seems odd that he would throw out Ion because, first of all, as far as as far as we know, what there have only really been, what, two two hosts of Ion since we knew it was an entity since. Uh, and that was what, Kyle twice and and Sotomayat. Yeah, I think so. And, and nobody and neither one of those guys has gone went off, went off the deep end and did any. And in fact, Kyle proved the opposite. So I thought I thought that was an I thought that was an oh, yes, you did. No, I, no, 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 I, no, I'm not. I'm a, I'm belatedly agreeing with you. Uh, <laughs> Kyle proved the opposite. I I had to agree with hell. Yes, you did, because it's my favorite story. Yeah, I OK, OK, just making sure I was like, what? it's like, what is it? Like, I don't think I missed that somewhere. It's yeah. a good. Yeah, it's a good uh, computer glitch thing. I was delayed. <laughs> it was. a Yeah, it's it's an odd. It's an odd choice of of a character to throw out if you're talking of trying to be. Oh, I'm afraid that I'm going to turn into a monster. And, and the advice, then don't. Which is, I I actually kind of like that. Now, to me, I thought I thought that new that, that new battery was essentially could power anybody. I didn't necessarily think it was just would power blues and sapphires. No, I I mean I understand <laughs> conceptually it would make sense, which which kind of sucks. It's like you bring you bring Odom back, which made no sense to begin with, and then you destroy it along with Zamron, 
or at least the power batteries on the well, it would make more sense if the planets are gone because John's temporal waves going through everything fixed technology, but it didn't fix anything like it didn't fix living beings. So you would think it wouldn't be able to fix all those planets. And, you know, in theory, if if he really if Koyos really destroyed Odom and Zamoran, then it wouldn't matter whether John could repair the power battery because John apparently couldn't repair the planets. But well, also, I, they say because uh, the, the United Planets fleet uh, security fleet is in orbit around Oa and we get some exposition from them because all their like scanners are working again. And they're like, OK, that that pulse that fixed everything, it was like it just fixed everything kind of locally. So it fixed the city on Oa. It fixed our ships because we're right next to Oa. But I think that's it. Like, I don't think it like spread out across space. Or OK, so maybe, but they also kind of talk about the tech. That it is that it that it fixed it fixed the technology. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To me, I looked. I I even though I know obviously Ayalande turned sapphire, which and Badge Bidge turned uh, blue, but I kind of look. If you look at if you just look at that big gazing ball, there are times when there's more than just those three colors in it. And I know they 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 meld together, and maybe that's why. I just got the impression that it was almost like like the Godstorm itself was all was was all this energy. So I, I guess I just worked on the assumption theoretically, almost like the power pyramids from Lost Army. That's the way I originally interpreted. It. Maybe you could be correct that maybe in theory, it's only there as a power battery for the, you know, the positive sides of the um, of the spectrum. Well, because here's because one of the things that made this issue confusing to try and to try and sum up concisely is that it relies on things that we didn't realize we saw happen last issue. Like we saw like one panel each of Koyos's powers reaching out and starting to affect Odom and Zamoran and Maltus and the controller's house. And I never got the impression that he got them. I thought like, oh, John showed up to save the day as he was starting to dissolve them, but that he didn't finish. I Apparently agree. he finished. And like, and I'm like, wait, the guardians are gone to when the hell did that happen? And I think what we're supposed to take is that there was like that one panel in issue 11, where Nima Sini is yelling to Joe saying like, it's not too late. You're, you can still use your ring too. And then she gets cut off. And in that she's like saturated in green light and in pain. And I think that's the moment where, like, she gets, like, eaten or whatever. Like, because, like, when I look at it, I'm like, oh, okay, well, the reason that we only see the the lanterns in this issue turn into blues and sapphires and greens is because Koyos already had the green battery in his chest, and we specifically saw him eat the blue and sapphire battery. Like, there is some yellow in there, but I think that's supposed to be the... Uh, the magic that was also mixed in with him. And like, that's why it was like a, this yellow healing wave or whatever that magically fixed all the technology. It could be. There's, there's just, there's a, yeah, the death of the quote unquote death of the guardians. That was, that's pretty lame. As far as death of guardians go, that's you're right. I mean, I don't think anybody would have assumed based on what we saw in last issue that the guardians were gone. We thought we were going to get a little bit more to what exactly happened as opposed to spending almost the entire issue in dealing with exposition with John talking to the source and then the lanterns talking on Oa, uh, 
Joe getting a regular Green Lantern ring, which you didn't want, and, and the uniform if, does not does not look good on her either. <laughs> if she did, because this is a question. I I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I really appreciate the fact that in the last couple pages, you have John talking to Kenzie in the Dark Sector, and she is just just kind of run says, "All right, let me get this straight. What happened in this issue? This planet's gone, and that planet's gone, and you did this and this." Like that's how like that like that's what like cemented to me like oh okay so Odom and Zamoran were wiped out and the Guardians are gone okay it's like they knew it's like at the very last minute Jeffrey Thorne was like I better make this clearer <laughs> but I don't have a lot of time uh, but about Joe's ring though the fact that like when Hal restores his own ring. He says he said it specifically feels to him like his original ring that he got from Abin Sur. And I don't I don't understand anything really about the mechanics of how they got their rings back. I don't know how much of it is just, hey, there's magic in that ball, too. <laughs> but I think if if Hal could somehow have gotten back his original Abin Sur ring then I don't see why Joe wouldn't have her far sector ring. Yeah. I mean, well, like we, like you and I talked about, it, I think last time, I think the, the main, the, the main reason he probably got the Abin Sur ring back is because they wanted to take away the, the uniqueness of what the ring that Hal had, either the ring that he created himself out of will or the ring that had the connection to the grail, though they make do again, using semantics that all he, all they reaffirm in this issue is that he's lost the connection to the grail. It doesn't mean that he can't reestablish connection to the grail when somebody wants him to. It just means that currently that, you know, that wire has been snipped, but it doesn't mean it can't be repaired. So I give them at least credit for that, but it, but yeah, I mean, first, yeah, Joe does not look good in a regular green lantern. I thought it was cool to see her like suited up with her hair down, Mm. but I'm also glad that like two pages later, she immediately goes back to her regular costume because I, I was I had a, like a little a moment of fear. I'm like, oh, are we just giving her this look now? But no. So good. Good, Chad. Say something. I was going to say, I, I am here this episode, guys. I'm, I'm ready to help talk about this. Uh, um, no. Uh, so sort of sort of along the lines with, uh, you know, something that was said about the last issue. I wasn't here to talk about. But uh, some of the stuff that just the characterization of Joe feels off to me these last couple of issues like suddenly there's something different about her and then i'm not sure how i feel about it now the first thing that bothered me last issue was the whole asking flash for a selfie thing but then i thought about it and i was like you know what like she was dealing with like memes and shit on you know during var sector so let that slide or whatever and then we get the thing with like her being the one to take the gauntlet from Kelly, which didn't really seem to make any sense uh, based on who interacted the most with Kelly. I mean, that really should have been the logical and honestly, the one of the best ways to portray Simon and give him something to do and, and stuff like that. But yep. it felt even more so this issue, because first of all, again, nothing with Kelly. Uh, she doesn't wake up or anything. And Simon even mentions like his his tie with her here. In the previous issue, 
when Jill was taking the gauntlet from Kelly, she was like, Simon's not here. I don't know where he's at. Like, if he's just going to show up so randomly in issue 12 like this, couldn't he have just as randomly been available to take the gauntlet at the time? Um, and, uh, and, and, and honestly, I know, know it probably sounds weird, but like the hug. What is what is Joe so excited to see Simon for? I don't. Are they are they close? Like I I and you know I don't mean like hey you can't see someone who's part of the team and hey they're still alive. Like I think any of us would just logically speaking be grateful to see you know you know someone you're allied with at the very least. You know hey man you're not dead. You know whatever. But like it it was almost like a, a yeah maybe because there's only one real way to show excitement and join it is to to over exaggerate those emotions on the panel. I don't know, but like, it just seemed like out of nowhere. She's Simon just leaping for him. And us just felt weird. Her so quickly referring to Hal as the vet. Hey, Jordan, you're the vet. Like, you know, like I just saw you for the first time, like a few minutes ago, like we're going to, I don't know. There's something weird about that interaction, no matter how, like, as do you talk about it, you could make a case for there's other things I have about that, but I, I feel like y'all might want to chime in on, on, on the jet, on the Joe characterization thing on her and her relation to other characters, especially Simon. I feel, I feel like some of it is just kind of the, the dissidence between real time and comic time. Cause in the real world, we've been watching these characters interact with each other in this story for over a year now. But in their world, it's been, what, like one or two weeks, I think, since the battery disappeared. So, like, it, when you look at it from, the pers- from a real-world perspective, it makes sense as, like, oh, they've been, they've been going through this together for a long time, but not as far as the story is concerned. So I can, I've, I can see, like, maybe the impulse was to, like, treat them as, like, like you know, they have a friendship forged in fire of this struggle that they've been going on for the last like 15 months, but it hasn't actually been that long for them. Yeah. As far as the rest of the book, uh, I, I feel like the only, the only way you can talk about this or critique it in any way is, is the, is the results as opposed to at least, you know, we've been talking about how we got there for 11 issues now. And then now we got issue 12, I think all you can really talk about because it's essentially you get to the point with this where like we, yeah. Could we elaborate on the stuff with the source slash Jack Kirby and everything? Yeah. Maybe we could talk a bit about that, but at the end of the day, whatever you nitpick, nitpick it as comes back to a magic or B the source, which has always been this nebulous thing in comics. It may as well be magic. And, you know, it's it's on on par with talking about something and saying it's magic. Well, it's the source. We don't really freaking know. People have broken it down in nonsensical equations and stuff just to keep it the mystery, but give it some sort of definition and still hold said mystery. And again, we're not going to make any sense of that. So I guess all we can really do is talk about the results of this issue. And the results are we don't have a battery. We don't have Malthusians or their descendant, descendants, essentially, because we started on Maltus. Malthusians, first of all, kept their line. There were Malthusians, then some Owens, then we have the Zamrons, then we have the Controllers. I don't know if the Scions count. We didn't see them here. That sort of a thing. 
so we we lost all of those not just not just the guardians we have we have no central power battery but there is a central source of power it's low we have oa it's located on oa we have green lanterns i was worried that there'd be a whole new costume and all this stuff or uh, and we have Zamorans, Star Sapphires, and stuff back. I I like the addition of the magic stuff. The Simon thing, I'm actually very curious about. This is the first time someone's gotten me curious about what we're going to do with Simon and and asking, hey, well, I want to see what happens with Simon because what's interesting about him and the way those other uh, those other um, lanterns uh, quote unquote came back. For me, as a Lantern fan, is when I first read it, my initial reaction is, okay, we lost the Guardians. We lost the essence of what Green Lanterns are. We lost the Book of Oa. Um, We lost this sense of history and uh, stewardship of the universe. Then I got to thinking about it, and you know what? A Lantern we haven't talked about in a long time. uh, That... um, this reminds me of uh, Simon's new, not his costume necessarily, but his new, but not that we elaborate on it, but what I assume are his new responsibilities. Uh, I assume that he is linked to those specific lanterns and he may be steward over them in some way, shape or form. Reminds me of Moro. We haven't spoken about Moro in a long time, who was kind of the, I don't want to say the crypt keeper of, of the guardians because, or, or, or the green lantern Corps. But he definitely was responsible for looking over those sites and, you know, entombing and 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 um, I think I remember a story where we actually witnessed the the quote unquote burial of some lanterns and like Moro was leading a ceremony or talking about some stories or, or something like that. Yeah. And in a way, I think what we see here with Simon and these sort of spiritual ethereal lanterns that sort you know, half resurrected in some way is like a combining of. Moro's responsibilities and stuff with a sort of living book of Oa in some ways. These and now obviously maybe some of these these past on lanterns aren't necessarily as old as the universe, but like in some way, though if the, those lanterns in some ethereal form are almost like a living book of Oa in some way. Yeah, it's a way to connect to the past so that it doesn't get lost with death. It, it reminds me also of like the tangent Green Lantern because was, yeah. wasn't her whole deal that she could resurrect the dead for you know one last one last chance to get peace or what I forget exactly what her. Yeah, it's deal been was. a while since I've read it, but yes, essentially. But yeah, and yeah, I was really I was kind of like I'm I'm genuinely excited to see where they go with Simon because as I recall the thing that you that really soured you on him in the first place was that early on they came up with all of these like i think like one or two different lantern powers unique to him and one he could see the future the other he could see he he was able to heal physically heal with the ring yeah and then they just kind of dropped that without ever explaining it and now when i see oh simon doesn't get a ring back but something utterly unique is happening with him and his connection to these rings. Like that makes me think that, Hey, maybe Jeffrey Thorne has an idea for what all the weird things about Simon means. Maybe he has a plan for, maybe that is something that we're going to see more of in, 
in uh, arc number two kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I also, I can't remember where I saw or heard this, but when I saw all these, like uh, these force ghost construct lanterns hovering around, like with like, like their individual rings at the center of their construct bodies, there was a scrapped idea from, I think the Ron Mars, Daryl Banks era where one of Kyle's supporting cast was going to be a, a lantern ring where the AI was piloting a construct body. Wait, what? Say that again. So, so, so Kyle, part of Kyle's supporting cast at one point in like the Mars banks era was going to be a power ring who was essentially wearing a construct body and the ring AI was, was in charge. How's that any different from a manhunter? No, it's cooler. I guess. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Cause it's a living ring. Basically. That's what the difference is. Oh, I mean, yeah, but you're I, still using AI. Yeah. I don't remember where I, got that from i'm fairly sure it's real <laughs> someone can can uh fact check me on that well Mara was the crypt keeper i think that was his actual title i think he was the crypt keeper of the core yeah like, the, sure. like an actual huh, i'll have to I, look i up. think that's what he was yeah so <laughs> so it's not so it's not so it's not like it was an insult <laughs> by saying I, i'm pretty sure that's exactly what what his job was i mean he was the core the the, you know the keeper of the of the crypt on Oa. Let's see if I can remember exactly where I wanted to go with this. I'm thinking about the things that. Oh, one of the things I really didn't. Are we supposed to assume that John, at least John Stewart's initial role when this when, when the new book launches is just de- cleaning up the mess of the dark sector, which then means who's going to be rescuing all the other Green Lanterns that are not in the dark sector? Is that going to be Joe and Hal? Well, probably won't be Hal because they don't want it to be. But logically, I kind of thought that's where it, I thought that's what Hal's role was going to be. But maybe it'll be Joe and Simon and maybe maybe Kelly. But I'm kind of getting the impression the way this ended and they tying it in so much to future state, the two issue the two shot, the mini, which sucks because th- those were not particularly great stories in that in those issues that somebody's going to have to be looking for lanterns that are not in the dark sector. Right. Whose rings died when they were not in the dark sector. I mean, that makes sense, but I really hope not because I just I don't want to deal with I I don't I think I'm over the whole split story thing at this point. Oh, I hope not. But I'm just considering the way it ended. But going to rest, it's not only revisiting the dynamic of where we left John to begin with before he kind of like went to Oa. But just we know that this is kind of it was, again, whole book ending where we were in, in the future state two issue mini that. The fact that he's that's the first place that I make sense. It's the first place he would go as the Emerald Knight. But I just I but the question is, what was he going to do in the dark sector and how long? I mean, we still didn't get the answers about that either, about the the way the time works differently in the dark sector and why and things like that. So so we really there's there's still a lot of things we did not get. And and it's good that Lonar showed up in this issue to give us a lot of explanation. I was going to say, like, there's like if you remember last time we. we saw Lonar pop in just to say, hey, you know, 
the the thing that I've been preparing you for is still like over this way. Oh, you're leaving. Oh, okay. Well, see you later then. So John being in the dark sector, like there is still a whole entire plot line that he he put on hold for a for a, a day or so to go to Oa and fix this. So you know it in whatever form the continuation of the, John in the dark sector continues. That, that that's weird whatever <laughs> it's i think we're going to see the advancement of whatever the hell it is lonar was actually trying to do with him which we still have no idea we don't know why isak was doing all that stuff with the lightbringer we don't know what the lightbringer was for we don't know why he needed to do it now or in secret or why lonar needed john for any reason and frankly i could care less like at this point with everything that just happened on oa this new sort of status quo and stuff like, uh, yeah, I get it. You spent half your story trying to set up this thing only for John to go over and and deal with the first thing. But like at this point, you still haven't told me enough. Uh, There's not enough there for me to care at this point. I genuinely wonder what the format going forward will be because like, is, will it be, because I could see it continuing as a split every issue like it's been. I could also see them kind of shifting focus away from John for a little while and making the story more focused on what the characters in normal space are doing. Like supposedly second arc is going to be what, what, you know, puts focus back onto to Kyle and Guy. So I think like it would be the natural order of things to have like, okay, have the newly repowered lanterns go out there and try and try and pick up whoever they're still missing. And I, but I also wonder, is this a natural splitting point for a second book? They went to the trouble of, of rebranding John and his group as the Emerald Knights. I could see like, you know, say what you will about like op- optimal popularity or whatever, but I could see a Green Lantern book that's following everything non-John related and a separate book all up just called like Green Lantern Emerald Knight or something or just Emerald Knights. And we're, that's where we do the Dark Sector, John Lonar stuff. And then eventually they converge back together at the end of the whole planned thing. But if it's only one book, that's pro- we're probably not going to get the. Uh, I have a hard time believing if we're going to get one book and the act book is actually what you know what the rumored title is, John Stewart and what the Emerald Knights. That the focus is not going to be on John Stewart. <laughs> it's going to. I mean, it doesn't mean that there can't be a. That they can't figure out a way to get Kyle and Guy in, but maybe I don't know. I. You could be right. Hope maybe there would be. Hopefully, a second book. But if it's not a second book, that's an odd title to begin with, because, again, I, we understand Green Lantern is a damaged brand in the big picture. But you think you might want to call the book maybe like Green Lantern, colon, John Stewart and the Emerald Knights. I mean, you're, you're having a Green Lantern book without Green Lantern even in the title. Well, also, I want to know why Emerald Knights, because that for the last two years or so, Emerald Knight has been the new name of the evil green lantern from earth three like why and and it's a version of john stewart's like why why all of a sudden decide to make that like associate that specific name with your hero character when you specifically made it 
the name the new name of your villain equivalent. I don't know. Mm-hmm. At least at least they I mean, because the 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 source just kind of referenced the fact that almost very matrix e saying that hey you know all the other john stewart's all the other john stewart variants really haven't made this decision decision before <laughs> it's like you're doing something different than all the other john stewart's like neo in uh what in the matrix reloaded uh making different making different decisions that maybe it's just again it's just that commonality between john stewart's and different universes that this is a john stewart that gravitates towards that name even though he's going to be do, using that name for good plus we've heard green lanterns kind of referred to as emerald knights before when when the big when the big thing was to call every superhero a knight you know like spider-man was the iraq knight and everything after the dark knight became popular for batman that people like, called spider-man the iraq knight yes that what was the, the hell I, I who think are these a, people i think there's even a, a mcfarland cover maybe might have been when he first might have been on the first issue when they relaunched his own spider-man book it's like the iraq knight yeah it's moronic it works for batman the dark knight works i i mean honestly i think emerald the emerald knight the emerald knight whatever i think that can that works too but yeah that was kind of an in thing to let's tie tie knight into everything but it, oh I saw, my god i found it this is awful <laughs> but i think it's but it's an odd choice to have a green lantern book without without green lantern in the title i think that's yeah i agree with you like i for, forget who the title is focused on forget what the plot is it is not good for let's say one of your main five main seven it does depending on how you define the critical people in the dc universe beyond the the, the trinity uh who who's it's not good to have one of your a-list characters and you don't have their name in the title that's <laughs> it's you that we won't have a green lantern book on the stands well i mean it's 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 funny that you phrase it that way because for a lot of people, and maybe this is more to non-comic people than otherwise, but like, like I think there is there are as I think most of the people who know what Green Lantern is know the name John Stewart is tied to it. It's like if it's like having a, a Spider-Man book called Peter Parker, but not having Spider-Man in the title. People are still going to know who Peter Parker is. I think you could have chosen a different example. I, no, I'm, yeah. This, this is presuming that that bleeding cool rumor about a tight a book titled John Stewart and the Emerald Knights is even real. Yeah. Like they gave us, they gave us like uh uh this like the final page of this issue is like where you like proclaims himself the emerald knight and it's in like a really just terrible logo font and then at the bottom john stewart and the emerald knights will return that does like i'm not convinced that's going to be in a book titled john stewart and the emerald knights no i don't know um i think i think they're the people who are freaking out about this they need to need to think a little more like some people being like hey uh, they're pissed that there's no central power battery. I mean, yeah, there kind of is. They're pissed that all of this stuff is gone in terms of uh, the history and stuff. Like, well, I mean, give it a shot. There's the, There are seeds for that to continue here, like I said with Simon. I, I do agree with a lot of them, though. Like, guys, at the end of the day, 
I don't think I like this. And I, I sure in terms of giving it a chance and see where it's going, you know, we, we talk about Green Lantern regardless on the show. So I'll read it. I'll see where it goes. But like at the same time, something doesn't necessarily sit right with where we left for this despite knowing that there is potential to correct some of some of not all of my concerns. I don't know what the big problem I have with this is. All I know is I put it down and I was like, not for me. I mean, Um, I have trepidation about this too. And I think all of it comes from the fact that we got a lot of new facts without the information to support them. Like we know what we, but we don't know why we don't also don't know how, but like after 12 issues, we still don't know. Yeah. And like for some things I'm okay with that. Like, like, is it annoying that we didn't see Kelly for the last couple issues and how her gauntlet is still missing? Yeah, it is. But then, but like at the same time, it's like, Oh, well, you know, ideally this is arc one of three. So some of the things introduced in arc one aren't supposed to pay off yet. But then I look at something like, like, you know, the, the method in which they can, they communicated the apparent death of the entire Maltusian species. And I'm like, Oh, so they just kind of didn't tell us it happened until, until way later. Okay. That sucks. And then I turned the page and I see the fact that, oh, we have blue lanterns again, and we now have a status quo that forces the green lanterns, blue lanterns, and star sapphires to coexist on a single home world because they're powered by the exact same battery, central battery equivalent. There's a lot of cool potential in that. There's also, I think somebody mentioned before. Uh, like Edge of Oblivion or uh, the 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 one that came before that one. Lost that Army. Sense. Yeah, where one of the cool concepts was, hey, the, some of the lanterns interacted with this weird spectrum energy thing that they've never seen before, and it shifted them to another another facet of the spectrum against their will. Yeah, the power is, pyramids. Yeah, and like, and we've seen, but and one of the, like the biggest downers of that that uh, the the shakeup of the status quo of like editorial and writers at the time is that just got completely dropped and never explored at all. Now I feel like we've got a second chance at that because that's exactly what's happening, and it's like like you don't put all these all three cores in on one planet and force them to live together if you're not going to explore the interactions between them yeah um if you guys out there for the listeners and out there because i i is one of my favorite episodes of uh, i guess the the new era of lantern cast in terms of myself and mark um but uh, episode 328 green lantern what might have been that episode we talk about uh, where Lost Army was supposed to go if Colin didn't get taken off the title. Um, so to to explore a little bit of what could have been there, I would recommend that episode to to Dan's point about where where we the, the things we didn't get to see um, from those uh, emotional spectrum interactions there. And I would stress if you're even slightly interested, listen to it because it's information you probably won't find anywhere else since I believe I'm remembering this, right. This comes from his answers to a Reddit AMA 
that he quickly deleted after the fact, but you got screen caps of. Yes, that is correct. One of our few, uh, I don't know if I could, I, I mean, it's cool the way you describe it, but I still don't know that I'd technically call that an exclusive, but. Uh. Eh. <laughs> right place at the right time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. We steal from the best. Uh, um, at the end of the day, I, I'm more interested in the Owen stuff and then the Dark Sector stuff. I'm more interested in the Joe, the Simon, and, you know, hey, look, there. if, if we're going to give it props for anything, I'm curious for more Simon. Yay. You know, I, am I happy about it? We'll see. <laughs> but I, you, you did something that, that I didn't, I wasn't expecting. I'm just more curious about at this, at this point, if, if this is going to be the only GL t- related title we have um, after this, uh, after this issue, after the, the death of the justice league and, and dark crisis and all this shit that's coming our way. Um, if there's only going to be one, then it, it's, it's pretty, I mean, I don't know how else we would do it. Uh, it's pretty much going to be a, a sure thing that it's going to be split in two like this. And I'm not anxious for that to continue, especially when I've now definitively decided there's an entire half of it. I just do not care about. It could. Now the thing that's, I, I agree with you, especially even where this this story leaves off, that the interesting thing is what's what what's going to go forward from what happened in Oa. But what are the what the 600 lanterns that are st- now functional? What are they going to do? You would think their mission pro- that you would think the first and the, the first mission would be to be seeking out all the lanterns that are unaccounted for, especially the ones that are that were never in the dark sector. And I agree with you that going back to the dark sector. To go back, especially with revisiting the, you know, the setup for the for the future state stuff that we saw in those issues, that's not thrilling, and that's the part of the book that they didn't like. But they did manage to flip it, and at one point during this twelve issue run, there was a time for me anyway when the stuff with John Stewart was more interesting than the stuff going on with Joe, especially post Sinestro visit. From that point on, everything on Oa until you know got the big the big reveal with Koyos and everything that's that part of the book was dragging and the John Stewart part was more interesting. Do I think that's likely to happen again? Short term? Probably not. I think the John Stewart stuff would be probably is more likely to be least the least interesting part of the book if they're going to split. And it certainly seems like, yes, that dynamic is being set up where they're going to continue with split stories. And yeah, I would agree. I don't think that, I don't think that makes for a very coherent book. And I don't necessarily think it's, I mean, I guess it's better to have to alternate between what, which story is more interesting than clearly having one that's really interesting and the other is completely boring. But I don't know. I, there are things about the status quo change that I am intrigued about enough to give it, you know, obviously we're going to read it. We, we are contractually obligated to read the book, but, Am I excited about the direction? No. Um, not that I was excited about this book either, but I'm interested in what John Stewart's going to be since he theoretically has an endless power supply inside of him because of the Godstorm. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm not 100% sure that it's going to be the right, right direction to go in based on the setup here and how that's going to pay off. 
I mean, I feel like it's going to be the details that make or break it. Like, just, I didn't even think about it before now, but, like, I kind of can't wait to see what the United Planets thinks of any of this. Like, I, part of me feels like there is absolutely nothing anyone on Oa can say that will make the rest of the galaxy okay with lanterns anymore after 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 koyos's big giant fire head vomited energy that wiped out a few planets it's like no 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 it's okay it's it's good now we're all good now trust us this time trust us (laughs) so if i'm right Odom has died about half the amount of times that Oa has died. Uh, Odom has died twice. <laughs> Oa, hmm, almost. We're almost to halfway. <laughs> so, how do you guys feel about the the numbers we're dealing with now in terms of the core? Because there were six there were six hundred lanterns on Oa, with the exception of like. I think Martian Manhunter said about 50 that were in critical condition and couldn't come. So 600 or so got their rings back, but out of those 600, some unknown percent are green while others are blue and others are sapphires. Get back to me when you tell me who's who and why. Yeah. Yeah. That, the, the why, the why, the why would be nice. I mean, Ilande, I guess I could see. I could see being a sapphire. It also is pretty, on one level, it's also pretty lame that the only way to make it clear to us that that is Ayalande is that somebody has to call her by name. (laughs) Ayalande! I also like the fact that she immediately blames Hal and is like, damn it, Jordan, fix it. Well, yeah, you know why? Because he's the one who said, hey, just, you know, just just reach out to her. Feel the force. It'll be okay. And it's like, well, it wasn't okay. I'm just like, feel we, it's strange to me because Jeffrey Thorne famously thinks there were too many Green Lanterns. And I'm kind of surprised we still have 600 because while it is a lot less than 7,200, it's still kind of functionally the same. As in like, it's way more Lanterns than we will ever see on panel. So shrinking the number shrinking from one ludicrously big number to down to another smaller yet also massive number seems kind of arbitrary unless part of the story going forward is going to be about like redefining the role of the lanterns in the greater DC universe which is where I hope this is going to go and if St. Walker is out there somewhere now would be a good time for him to show up (laughs) hey well it's like I just went to come home and my home's gone again. <laughs> listen, listen, you're gonna three issues from now. As soon as soon as Dark Crisis is over, Saint Walker is going to drive up to Oa. He's gonna begin to arrive from Space Cabby, and he's gonna be like, "Guys, what the hell? My ring turned off. What? What are you doing?" It's it's gonna be like uh, Luke and Obi Wan trying to get the older on. It's like, what the hell? Is- is this supposed to be right here? Shit. Yeah, there's a whole lot of questions left to be answered here. And we don't and we don't know what the status quo is going to be. We don't know what. And I think you're right. I think it's going to be in the details. The details are going to make the difference in how how this works. I mean, 
you, you go back to Lost Army. Lost Army had so many interesting concepts. If we had ever seen Lost Army pay off as the catalyst for getting the Green Lanterns back into the universe, that at least see that it's so in so in a way, it's like if if this story just well, they're probably that's why they're probably not going to can Thorn, not just because of Lost Army, but I'm just saying that's why it's pretty safe to say he's going to still be writing a if it's a another Green Lantern book focused on John Stewart, it's overwhelmingly in favor of that it's going to be Jeffrey Thorne. But if for some reason this, let's say he gets a second arc and we don't get this and there's still so many more answers and then he gets the boot. It's kind of, that will suck even more because at least let's, at least let's get this, see where he wanted it to go. It doesn't mean you have to enjoy the destination, but at least let's see where it goes because we all know it's not like some, the next person can't just come in and say, none of this ever happened. I mean, I'm kind of, I mean, yeah, like, mean, was the Star Wars? Come on, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to whatever comes next because my favorite part about this first arc was the ride on the way to the big finale, and I think like everything up through last issue was fun, and I think this this issue was like kind of a jumbled mess that has like cool stuff sprinkled around through it and leaves me with more questions than I really wanted and didn't bother trying to answer a lot of the other questions I wanted to hear answered. <laughs> Partially because everyone with those answers, I guess, died. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm still on a certain level. I'm still very intrigued about where this is all, what, like what this is all going to be for. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think that's just my that's that's my problem with it. That's why I'm not really super excited. Curious for sure, but not really super excited about where we're headed because it's just like when when we got the first issue, uh, obviously I felt like, hey, you know, I I don't have to go on my tangent again, but you know, the art I preferred there. But at the end of it all, it was kind of like, all right, we'll see, uh, we'll see. And now a year later, and I'm still like, I guess we'll see. You know, like it's something's. Do I expect every single question to be answered? No, but I still don't know where we stand, and that's concerning to me. So, overall, I would say not my favorite run so far. Yeah, I've I've been hearing from more and more people who have because the first trade of this run just came out, and I've been hearing from more and more people who waited for the trade or let the issues pile up and read them in one shot. And they have all had a much different experience than everyone I know who read month to month. And I think this is kind of a perfect storm of someone who writes better for the trade, but also is teasing out long-term like mystery and reveals in a way that may or may not be satisfying based on the the logic of how he comes to them. So I wonder, part of me kind of wants to go back and reread all this stuff in like a weekend and see if it hits different, but I also don't have time to do that and shouldn't have to do that to enjoy the story more considering it was, it should be able to be enjoyed in the, the way it was released. But at least you don't need a big primer to understand it. So uh, even though I like the focus of the Morrison run being more on how, at least we know we don't need to do three hours of homework every week to understand what the hell we just read. At least 
seven issues out of 12. Yeah. So I guess that's something. I just, I can't, something that I didn't even realize until like an right before we started is that this story ended with Koyos getting exactly what he wanted. And it's so, it's such a chaotic 12th issue that you don't even really realize it. And even when they spell it out, you kind of forget that that's what happened. That's actually a good point. That is a good point that it's, it's supposed to be a victory, I suppose, for us, quote unquote, because of the fact that, hey, Koyos, he isn't here. And hey, we got a, we got a battery that, some, that works somehow. And we have some lanterns that work now. And Jon Stewart's supercharged and he's not dead. But yeah, I mean, according to, again, according to what we learned in this issue, we never would have assumed, like you mentioned, that if we believe Zamoron is gone and Odom is gone, and I guess we have to assume the controllers, which didn't make any sense that the controllers still existed. But but those few that snuck through, now they're dead too. <laughs> uh, which is interesting. And this is a complete brief tangent that we still have never gotten an explanation for who actually created the orange power battery, did we? I don't think so. And all those rings. Because I was thinking about I actually was thinking about this in prep for, I think in for this recording, the fact that they were reaching that. I know it goes against Blackest Night to a certain extent because all the batteries, as, as Ganth had said, were somehow based on Owen Tech. But clearly, they went for the Sapphires, the Zamorans being in their relationship to the to the Owens, Malthusians, and made sense about the Blues since the core was created by Guardians. And they went for they went after controllers themselves, but they didn't go after seemingly the Sinestro core. They didn't go the Indigo. The Indigo tribe is a glaring mistake in one level because you think it would have to be Owen Tech at least because Abin Sur was the one who was behind the creation of the core even though it wasn't a guardian but they were pretty selective in the cores <laughs> the cores that they went to wipe out well, well didn't uh what was his name the guardian f- for the indigo core Natromo he, yeah. N- yeah Natromo he worked with Abin, Abin Sur yeah to create the the battery and stuff right but it's still so based it is on, based on Owen stuff yeah right? that, and that's that's and and that made me think that made me think of all of all the questions about who created the orange power battery, where it came from, who created that ar- that plethora of rings, an army of rings on the floor of the, of the Anokara. So I just it just seemed really selective that they but we're supposed to believe that the blues are gone and the sapphires are gone. And it's like, I don't know. It's but you're right. They by doing that, they kind of got exactly what they wanted. All the direct ties. If the controllers are gone, all the direct ties. Maltus is gone. All the direct ties to the guardians. But they didn't completely. The only thing they didn't succeed in is that they did not wipe out the Green Lantern Corps, even though the Green Lantern Corps isn't quite the same. But they didn't really wipe out the Green Lantern Corps, and the Blues and the Sapphires can still exist. But the idea of white using white out to get rid of all the guardians themselves and to break a lot of their their the chain breaking the chain yeah he was essentially he did get what he wanted speaking of white out there's one art thing i want to draw attention to because i enjoyed it a lot uh after john empties his tank stabilizing the big ball uh he is he is represented as a as basically just unfinished comic book art where he's all it's it's just white as the paper he's drawn on and it's a finished like pencil sketch of him with no inks or colors until 
he starts to get his strength back and he like fades back into a finished piece of the page. I thought that was a very, I thought it was both appropriate considering he's talking to Jack Kirby and it's all, but it's also like a really nice use of the medium. And I like a lot. Yeah, I can see that. All right. Well, that's it guys. Uh, Let us know your thoughts on the run uh, by reaching out to us. But before we go that uh, route, Dan, I'm assuming you're going to be talking about this on your channel, right? I am. And I'm glad I got the practice here because, oh, boy, this issue. <laughs> oh boy. That, that is Mosaic Comics on YouTube. That is YouTube.com slash C slash Mosaic Comics. It's where I go in depth in analytical video essays about Green Lantern past, present, and uh, we'll say future. Why not? And uh, actually, we are quickly approaching the, th- the start of the channel's third year. Yay. Something I'm excited about because, you know, without giving anything away just yet, year three is going to be all about finally doing a lot of the things I've always wanted to do with the channel, but for various reasons, never pulled the trigger on. So if you're at all curious as to what that could be, head on over to Mosaic Comics, check out some of the videos that are there. I, I go into some weird, obscure stuff that should be a lot of fun. And hopefully you'll stick with me to see what the future holds. Well, we thank you again, as always, for joining us and look forward to your future content. For oh, sure. God. I feel like I'm being let go. Oh, my God. No, I was just going to say, you'll you'll be back soon, regardless of the fact that we, we won't have a proper Green Lantern book. Yes. Well, 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 even if it came out next month, we might have not have a true proper Jeez. Green Lantern book. But oh, yeah. you know by, what I mean. By the way, everybody listening to this, the, if the next major thing going on with the Green Lantern character is actually a week from when we're recording this because the death of the justice league is uh in about five days oh yeah assuming it doesn't get pushed back yeah but as of right now it looks like justice league number 75 is coming up quickly and that is going to be i know john stewart is there and he's glowing and everything so we'll have to see what happens bring on necron oh yeah necron's there too all right doomsday all right. So if people want to tell us what they think of this uh, first year of stories from Jeffrey Thorne or anything else, Mark, how do they reach out to us? Lanterncast.com. The email is lanterncast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Hashtag geocast to track us down there. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. So please leave us a positive review on all formats and platforms you listen to us on. Last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail or text, 708-LANTERN, 708-LANTERN, and let us know what you think. And if you want our Discord, if you want to join in on the conversation, ask us about our Discord. (laughs) Email us at lanterncast at gmail.com, and we will give you the link. Yeah, for sure. We're slowly building community over there. It's a good time. So come on and join the conversation. And uh, yeah, it's it's been great since we've been letting a lot of people in. Um, I know the guys over at Dr. DC Podcast have their own Discord, uh, and I invited some of them over to that because I've been seeing what they've been doing with their community, and uh, it's a good group of folks over there. So uh, lots of conversation happening, and uh, yeah, just I just got to keep reminding myself to check in on it because I... Discord gives you a lot of notifications, and uh, I had to mute some, so I just have to remind myself to check the app. <laughs> but uh, every time I check in, there's some good good conversation and uh, speculation and stuff happening over there as comic book fans. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And whatever's next, I don't know. We'll talk to you uh, next week about that. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Good night. Good night.